Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball Group Therapy following that really bleh basketball game. This is Kirk Henderson, Editor-in-Chief of MavsMoneyball.com. We're going to suffer together and work through our pain, and then we're all going to go to bed because there's not much else to really talk about. This was a game where things felt funky from the opening Well, first quarter was mostly okay, Uh, and then things got real stinky in the second. Dallas kind of, instead of doing what they normally do in the third quarter, uh, which is make some adjustments, the team just looked out of gas. Nobody was able to hit shots. It was kind of embarrassing. Um, I don't know. I, I, you know, you guys have listened to me for a long time. I get real, real mad. It's stuff, and I just don't have the juice to get mad at this game. I have, the, I, I do have have it in me to get pissy about what the loss means, but the loss itself, when you have basically the rotation players outside of Luca go four of thirty one from three, I'm not. There was no winning. Um, you know, there's just a lot of little things to to take, you know, to take away from it. But I think the the best tack is to kind of get out of our frustrations and move along. Um, I'm going to uh, bring folks up. Uh, the usual, you know, be sure to um, be sure to look up the, uh, you know, make sure that your name gets called, that there's a green circle around your ring so we can hear you, and then we will um, move through some folks. Coming up first, I'm going to bring up my buddy Lyndon, who uh, Lyndon doesn't normally join, join us till later in the show because I think he gets the things later. So what's going on, dude? What's up, man? Sorry, last time. Um. I requested, I fell asleep. I was so tired. That's okay. I'm good, man. For me, I don't have any, like, individual issues with the game. You know, I feel like I'm a, I feel like, um, like the guy, the, the, the guy from New York. He's like, his, his theme is, his theme is coaching and big men. For me, it's, the the, uh, the offensive philosophy, it's so bad. I um, uh, An offense with no player movement outside of the ball handler and no real ball movement and then expecting guys to just stand around, be cold, and hit threes is insane. That's my opinion. Secondly, well, when they soft double Luca and Luca passes it to Maxi and the ball just dies... Or, you know, because there's a lot of soft doubling of Luca going on. That's kind of the, the, the it's been the defense du jour against Luca, and sometimes it really works, and sometimes it, it, it doesn't. Um, I, so so let's, let's expand on that a little bit more, because when I see some of these other guys doing stuff off the dribble, Reggie Bullock, for example, who dribbled in to take like a six-footer, that was one of the ugliest shots he's taken all year. I, I, I like yeah. Maxi off the dribble, Dinwiddie, very much so. Brunson, when he's in his bag, is wondrous, and then that's kind of the extent of the guys, you know. I, I for for me though, I don't even think it's about like we give it to a player and he makes a play. I think, and God knows, I hated Rick Carlisle. This is where you need like detailed sets. Man, I watched that St. Mary's game and they're just running some gorgeous stuff, right? And I'm like. If we can, if we can have an offense where it doesn't always start, right, with either a pick and roll or Luca out of the post somewhere, this offense, it's just so gross. Like this is literally like this is calculated ball, and I hate calculated ball. It's 
anti-basketball. Basketball is a game about rhythm. And it there's no flow to one pass shot. And also, the comp I, I think I, I said this to I think it's Bibbs, that the comp for this team has to be twenty sixteen OKC. And Maxi is definitely Andre Roberson. Like <laughs> completely done. Like Maxi's done, 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 Kirk. And it hurts me because yeah. I think Maxi for years has been one of the most underrated basketball players on the planet. But yes. this is bad. This is bad, Kirk. Well, the offensive stuff, I'm kind of, it's, so when I look at this, like when I pull back from a real big picture, it always comes down to the fact that Josh and I scream for three years, get better fucking basketball players. That's how you play better basketball. Smarter players for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, more more athleticism, more oomph, more talent. I mean, this team. Dynamic players for sure. Yes, that's a great. Dynamic players is a great way to phrase it because what what I was worried about after the Dinwiddie trade was this this game was an example of that because I didn't think Spencer was going to be very good. Um, and I thought it would kind of grind this because I'm like, these guys just don't have enough juice, right? And and that becomes very apparent against length. You know, um, my buddy Josh kind of got into it with Mavs radio broadcaster Chuck Cooperstein because Brunson cannot play against length. Like, I, I don't care. Like, I've seen enough. Like, it's it's not his fault. He's six foot one. I think he might figure something out over time. But you know, he was piss poor tonight, and the Mavs needed him. And it, it's one of these things where. I think as we give this iteration of a front office more time, the team will eventually outperform what our expectations are. They don't have anyone who can put pressure on the rim some games. Luca could not put pressure on the rim because he couldn't get by anyone. They run that little cute um, screen and roll with Luca coming off. It's almost from like the Dirk spot. And then Luca's usually, not usually, but often enough able to get an oop to Powell over the middle. Do you know what thing I'm talking about? Like where Luca will come up from the baseline to the top of the key, kind of get a dribble handoff and then throw it, throw the oop to, to Dwight. Does that sound familiar to me, to you? Yep, 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 yep. Okay, so when you're playing a team like like the Timberwolves, who have everybody is six seven except or taller except for Pat Beverly, and they they just clog up all passing angles, and then so there's just nobody, there's not a vertical threat because they were basically bumping Powell out of the way, and then Luca just was not able to get anywhere, or and this was really pissing me off tonight, he would spin back and throw a pass to the corner. And, like, I know you. It, this drives you particularly crazy. There are games where Luca over iso balls. I wanted him to take 25 shots tonight because whenever Maxie would set a screen on him, they would just double him. And, the, like, why is Maxie setting the screen? Because no one's afraid of his shot. Like, Yeah, the, the tough part with Luca is I, I'm critical of Luca because I hold him to high sure. standard. But with, with this, I, I liken this to when the Toronto Raptors Rapper, were essentially guarding Steph with four players <laughs> in that NBA Finals, and it's a test. It was a testament to how good Steph was, but it, but when teams do that, it's also a testament to how garbage the uh, they think the other players are on the court. Right. <laughs> and the defense with Luca is simply because teams have now completely disregarded Maxi as a credible basketball player. And when you get to that point, like that's a, a, a smart coach like Finch turns into like Emeril Lagasse. He's cooking up. Everything, because he's like, oh, we literally have someone who is who, who we don't have to do anything with, and we can run exotic stuff to 
to completely fluster Luca and and sure. this team. And then once we do that, right? Because yep. now we've dug ourselves in a hole. Luca now has to dig us out of this hole by 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 just playing complete iso ball. And then you know what happens? We can't because then now Luca's defense falls down a cliff. And it's just yeah. like, yeah, there has to be more structure to this offense. And I, I, Jason Kidd has done good, but I, I, I was, I was thinking this. I'm like, this offense does not look like an offense that is run by a former player. A former oh, player no, playing calculator ball is crazy. No, but it's not his offense at all. Everyone that says this is Luke, that, that it's kids' offense, I, I'm sorry, nobody. They played completely differently to start the year, and it didn't fucking work. So they went back to giving Luca the ball for ten plus seconds of possession. I have been losing but, my mind when I hear people talk about this, where it's like, oh, this yeah, is chasing no. kids' mm-hmm. offense. No, they're paying Luca $200 million a year, and he's doing what he wants. And yeah. you know, how do you get out of that, though, goes back to what I think we agree on. Better players, Kirk. You're yeah. preaching the gospel. <laughs> You're preaching the stinking gospel. It's literally just like when you have such limited players around one player, there's like there's no there's no – Trajectory. There's no upward movement to, to anything you're doing. I will and say though, I just, uh, this is bad. No, I will say though, it is kind of nice to have everybody lose their shit all at once. As because like that game being over with midway through the third quarter was somewhat refreshing because I would have kind of been equally pissed off to see the Mavericks like work the lead down to like seven and then like get ran off the floor with six minutes to go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. I don't like when when it's like oh. Luca had a 29. <laughs> Luca had a 59 point third quarter. Oh, great! And now it's time to it's, it's time for his legs to give out, and everyone's cold, and it's still it's it's a loss anyway. Yeah. It's yeah. like man, I, somebody needs to talk. Like, when's the last time you seen a back cut on the on this um, team? It's been months. Well, since hey, I, hey, first of all, cut. first of all, Josh Green back cut and and Harper. Derek Harper compared his athleticism to John Morant, and I muted the television. What's <laughs> one of the worst things? He was like, he's got that athleticism like John Morant. I'm like, what are we watching? I love you people who love Josh Green because mm-hmm. it's like he's he's a he's a wild ass player, but we're not doing that. <laughs> not when Kirk, we're down by 25. <laughs> Kirk, on that point, I want to give a shout out to all the. The, the 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 Desmond Bain truth truth is like you and Josh, Josh Green will never be better than Desmond Bain. It's not his fault. I don't Desmond think Desmond Bain's really good. good as Josh Green is as Desmond Bain is right now. Sure, Desmond Bain's really good. That's not Josh Green's fault. You know. Oh well. He's just Josh Green is not. I mean, I, that's that's a whole nother. I'm just saying. I, I do stuff my chest. I I really I like for me. It's not about wins and losses. It's about. The process. I hate sure. what I'm seeing because you know what's gonna happen. This is gonna be. A, this is gonna snowball into a first round loss to Utah, where where Luca plays till his heart is about to explode, right? And the the the, the discussion is Luca's not good enough, and that that label of like losing player, like can't win a playoff round. Those things stick with you with not only with the media but with also with other players in the league. And I think Luca values like the respect and all this kind of stuff, and he's gonna get really upset with what's happening in Dallas. And of and of course, it's all Marquis as well. 
Have a good night. <laughs> Lyndon, you have a good night, too. Thanks so much for getting us started. All right, now to go a completely different direction, I'm going to bring you guys Chris, because Chris is always happy, and we need Chris's happy. Yes, that's what I was about to say. We're going to be fine. We're, we're fine, guys. Jesus Christ. We lose one game. Yes, I would have liked us to break that trend tonight when we recently played a team. You know, we beat them. I was hoping tonight we win, but good God, at least, at least – I mean, Luca didn't get injured with Patrick Beverly being crazy or something. And Why did Luca play 37 minutes is my secret question, but hey. And it did suck that he got that double technical foul with uh, Torian Prince. I mean, that was annoying. And I'm telling you what, I'm going to that game on Sunday. I was, I was fucking scared, dude, that he was going to get that second tech. Like something stupid would happen with Patrick Beverly and getting Luca kicked out of the game, and then he would be suspended the game that I go to. I already got tickets, hotel, and everything. So thank God Luca's not injured. He he only has 15 texts right now, so I, I don't think he'll pick up that 16th one. Oh, but. you don't, huh? He averages a tech every four and a half games. <laughs> I think he will pick up. The, the, okay, the, do you think that the league might rescind this last one? Because that was a ticky-tack. Uh, I don't even know what happened. I think Luca just went back to the bench, and then Torian Prince kind of maybe said something, and they were just like – it was nothing. I don't know. Why did he get it? Why did they both get a tech for that? I mean – I don't. I mean, you're you're down 22. Why are you drawing? That's my question. Walk yeah, away. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that we shot 23 percent from the three point. It, it was horrible. It, this is November, December. You know, 2021 Mavs. Yes. But this is just one game. All right. We got eight games left. Half of them are on the road. Uh, we got to get home court advantage. I mean, obviously. But shout out to the Hornets because they did us a solid. I mean, it kind of evens out the game that we, you know, lost to them. You know. Jazz could have almost won that game tonight, and they'd be a game up on us right now. So they did us a solid, you know, and we got to play them Sunday. This is – Well, if if, they see if we want to talk know? about – like, we're a little grumpy because we got blown off the floor on a Friday night. I don't feel badly about the team for the rest of the year. I'm a little concerned about the playoff stuff, but that's a different – like, they're, if they're going to be a fifth seed, they're by default going to be the – um Shoot, what's wrong with me? My brain's not working. If, <laughs> they're they're going to be the the team that that's not expected to win. What's why am I cannot think of the correct words? This is what taking all these drugs this week to try to get uh, well has done for my brain. No, um, you're good. But no, this and, is like we were saying the other night. We we would rather the Mavs be under the radar. They're going to be underdogs. Be the underdog. Thank you. God, yeah. I'm a moron. Uh, <laughs> if the Mavericks are the underdog, then they're not expected to win anyway. So it's like you know we're playing a Jazz team on Sunday that if anybody's paying attention. These dudes are down bad, like actually bad. Yeah, the three games coming out. Straight. I mean, it is it is uncomfortable. It is like like reading some of these quotes and things. Like it's so funny because I think Donovan it has no idea what he has in Rudy Gobert because Gobert covers his ass, and then I don't think Gobert appreciates the fact that Donovan is able to score the basketball. And it's just like you guys work together. How is this not? And they just it's it's very it's very uncomfortable. Like you know, in a couple in. weeks ago, I was like, man, I really don't want to face if we have. I mean, you, to go deep in the playoffs, you're gonna have to face anybody anyway. But I'm saying preference sure. first round. But now I'm kind of like, I'm kind of digging playing the Jazz now with all this dysfunction. They're on a three game losing streak. I know there's se- several games left in the season. They could, they could turn the corner too. But I don't know, man. Like, do you think if we're the fourth seed, they're the fifth seed, we have home court advantage? Do you think we're still the underdogs? No, because I mean, at that point, there, there's something going for it because you essentially get four games at home. But I mean, have the Mavericks won a game against Utah? I feel like I should know this. Yeah, they have. It was 
It was, we were on the second, uh, they were on the second night of a back-to-back. We, we it was before Monday. the all-star break, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I remember this game now. Sorry. I'm this again. No, you're good. Um, and then we played them recently after that. And then, um, yeah, we lose. It's just, it's hard to win these games where we're, we're playing a team in, this, in the same week or something. It's just like, I don't think we've done it all, all year. I mean, Zaza's right. He's in the chat. He just said, Bo- Boyan being out is killing them. It's just, it's true. And so I, I, we did not win to Ethan. We didn't beat the jazz two weeks ago. They beat us. They were, <laughs> they, they were the first team we lost to coming out of the all-star break. And then and we how, won a how thousand games since. Without me having to Google it. How, how long is he going to be out for? He's tore his ACL. He might be like his, oh, okay. he's, he's a 36 year old man who tore his ACL. It's not great. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's done. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the game. Uh, Sunday, I got a pretty, you know, decent seats and all. Uh, I'm just looking forward to going because th- this is like almost a playoff game in a way. I mean, there is oh, eight games left, but this is, this is very important. So. Oh, and Luca doesn't have like the one thing I will say about these guys is, is they very rarely collectively of a group play two bad games in a row. When we lost to the Hornets, we were sitting two of our, you know, two starters basically because I, I kind of think that they mix and mix and match with Brunson and Dinwiddie. So I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm collectively like I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's yes. just and the best thing about this Mavs team this year compared to maybe last year, we are a much much better home team. I mean, beat off the home team, and I really feel like I'm seriously during the playoffs we've seen it. Luca goes off like he he yeah. maybe in the regular season you know it's a grind for all these players you know I mean they don't. They're not into it sometimes. These boring games, you know, playing at Minnesota, whatever. But I'm telling you, during the playoffs, it's it's just going to be different. Uh, no, the chats, the chats reminding me of the wins, and I, this is what like this is what like meaningful March basketball does to my brain, you guys, because it's it's the time of year where in 2016, okay, so when we before we had Dennis Smith, yeah, before we had Dennis Smith. I was covering these games in March and there's just nothing to play for, nothing to write about. And you're just coming up with stuff versus now we have all this like interesting stuff to talk about, but I'm so tired from every game mattering. <laughs> that I yeah. can't remember anything. The only <sighs> thing I remember about the 2016, and I actually went to both of those games. I mean, it was games three and four. Uh, it, was, it was Raymond Felton. I guess it was the second game. He, he made a, it wasn't a game winner, but I, I mean, I guess it was a game winning shot, but. That's the only thing I remember about that that series. <laughs> no, and 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 our 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 man Zlatan in, in the Slack points out I'm wrong. It's it's um oh, it's our it's our Australian friend um from Utah who uh, tore his ACL and is out for the year. I can't remember his name right now. Um, and Boyan is Boyan was the guy who had all these open shots against the Mavs the last time and just didn't connect. But he's he's really good. And, and um, last question. Let's say we beat the Jazz in the playoffs. Who do you think that we could steal from from the Jazz? I'm talking about like Rudy. Let's go big. I don't know. Go bear. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it's like like they're those two don't want to fucking play together. It's so uncomfortable. I mean and it's like it, it, Go Bear doesn't Go Bear makes less than the like than the Supermax, so it's like somebody's gonna go, and I don't think it's gonna be the younger player. Oh, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be Mitchell for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, Ethan, Ethan says in the chat, Gobert, yeah, for sure. And yeah, Inglis was traded, but he was traded injured. So, and then the person they brought in, um, the heater from, um, the Pelicans, what's his name? The guy with three names who's related to, uh, Shea Gillius Alexander. Um, oh, not sure. Yeah. No, um, Nikhil Alexander Walker got traded and he was like, he just doesn't play for them. Like they traded for a guy they do not play. So it's yeah. like the Jazz are in a bad spot. Like the Jazz are in an actual bad spot versus me where I'm pissy that I used a Friday night watching this game. 
Yeah, let's get a win on Sunday so we can be a full game above instead of being like a half a game above the Jazz for an hour and then we're back down to being the fifth spot. We we need a full game lead here to you know feel good for a couple of days. Yes. Yeah. 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 Totally. Well, um, thank you for hanging out. We'll talk soon. Okay, Chris. Yes, sir. Thank yeah, um, I'm I'm getting into the Bill Simmons segment of my career where I just don't know what the fuck I'm talking about for half my podcast. It's really good audio. Um, thank you guys for sticking with me. Brantley, what's Hey, Kirk, how I'm you doing? doing? All right, what's going on? Oh, I'm doing all right. I I expected us to lose tonight, so I'm not too upset about the game. Yeah, I mean, I get more upset the more I talk about it, but that's kind of my mo. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually I'm I'm friends with a lot of Wolves fans and they they hated the way that Scott Foster refed the game for us tonight. Interesting. In what way? What do you mean? Cuz like I just kind of stopped paying attention to the refing whenever they hit like another 3. Like, oh, this is neat. Yeah, I mean it was it was mainly the first half, but the the sequence near the end of the first half where I think both teams were shooting free throws in every possession. Just kind of threw the game off. Sure. Yeah. Sure. My, I mean, they shot twenty. They shot twenty-one free th- free throws in the first quarter. But I will say, like the Wolves were attacking. They were attacking the rim. They weren't settling for jumpers. So. Right. And I, I think my, but the main thing I want to talk about tonight is, I think we're getting to the point where Dinwiddie needs to start over Brunson. Ooh. Okay. Go with it. He he has provided much more off-ball value than Brunson has recently. He's actually shooting when he gets the ball at a spot-up three. And if he gets a quick closeout, he's attacking fast in a way that Brunson's not right now. Right. No, I, I think Brunson's always been pretty good about sizing stuff up. I will say that we've been crushing Brunson to like take these catch and shoot threes. And he took four tonight and just didn't hit any of them. <laughs> oh, no, like, I, I, I agree with that. He, he had four open threes tonight that he just didn't hit. And I'd expect him to hit them re- normally. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just think that defensively and on the offensive side, then what he just gives us more right now. And I think that him and Brunson work better together off the bench than Luke and Brunson do on the court together. Right. Eh, I mean, I I think it's a, a you know I think it's, that's why you want to have that third third guy or a different guy because not everybody's going to have it going all eighty two games. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with that, and it's just I think especially against the Jazz, a team where they actually do play good defense, they have length everywhere. We're going to need Dinwiddie more than Brunson. Well, I mean, that would take some pressure off Brunson. Like, instead of needing his points, which they did last year against the Clippers, which he he played like eight minutes a game, um, this year, you know, having Brunson be a guy who can be an X factor as opposed to a necessary guy is, 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 I Right. And if we just, just match Brunson's minutes with Jordan Clarkson against the Jazz. Sure. That's someone who he, he could take advantage of. Yeah, well, we're we're gonna see. I'm I'm looking forward to the matchups, and maybe we'll get to see uh, what sort of wizardry the Mavericks can come up with. Because I, I feel that they've gotten a long way with what they have, but it's like what Lyndon and I were talking about to start the show, where 
over a long enough timeline, teams that aren't the Suns and some of these top, you know, basically your top six contenders inevitably get exposed. So Yeah, and that, that's what scares me the most about the playoffs this year is that Rick Carlisle was always one of the best coaches in the NBA at making adjustments in the playoffs. I know that a lot of people don't want to give him credit, but he always made the right adjustments within a series, and I just haven't seen that from Jason Kidd yet. So we'll, well, see. well, well so here's my counter to that, okay? For the better part of 20 years, I watched the Mavericks shit their pants in the third quarter. Like, the third quarter Mavs, regardless of who was coaching, Donnie, Avery, Carlisle, did not matter. There were so many third quarter collapses, I didn't know where to begin. This year, they have come out in third quarters and put the clamps on teams. That's why tonight was kind of shocking to me. Yeah, no, I, so, I, I agree with you there. I'm, yeah, I'm really they, looking forward to that aspect of it because I do think this coaching staff, maybe not, you know, if you're, if you don't want to give kid credit, fine. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. This coaching staff has been impressive as hell. So I'm looking forward to that. No, I, I, I agree with you there. It's, I, I think just my, my main thing is outside of the third quarters, I think ga- game to game was where Carlisle really made his great adjustments. Yeah. Well, we're going to see what they come up with. So thank you, Brantley. I hope we talk soon. Of course. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. Okay. I will try to get to everybody tonight. I appreciate you guys sticking with me. Um, I'm going to give this man a a chance to talk because I bet he has to go back to work. Drew, what's up? You here with us, Drew? Let him come back in and find the unmute button. Otherwise, I'll invite him up here in a little bit. All right, Drew, we'll try again in a bit. Um, <clears throat> all right, my friend, you're going to have to pronounce your name so I don't butcher it. Hit the unmute foot button for us and uh, tell me how to say your name. Otherwise, I'm going to say it wrong because my voice is all scratchy. Oh, all right, guess you, you wanted to leave the stage. Um, Derek, how you doing, Derek? Excellent half zip you have in your profile photo, I like or quarter zip, I like it. Hit the unmute button when you come back out to the main page. Oh, hey, Kurt. Can you hear me? I can. Oh, hey, thanks for bringing me up. <laughs> of course. Um, uh, obviously, tonight was not the best night <laughs> to watch basketball. But um, the, uh, the only thing I wanted to bring up is actually the same thing the previous person brought up was Dinwiddie. Um, and just... I don't know. It seems like he's like the second best player on the team right now. Um, and I don't know, just having him come off the bench. Um, and uh, I don't know. It, I don't know. I wanted to get your thoughts on him coming back into the starting lineup and, you know, whether that means sitting Brunson or sitting um, Bullock, you know, uh, uh, having that extra score in the lineup definitely makes a difference. Um, you know, between Dorian and Bullock, I think they hit like one three out of like. It was real dark. <laughs> and if, you know, if they're hitting shots tonight, you know, we're not having this conversation probably. <laughs> but it it is a good, it is a good, I don't know, it, it's a good game to bring this up though because you know it this might definitely happen in the playoffs and you know if it does if it happens uh it, i'm going off on a rant here but if say if if this was a road game in the playoffs you know we're 
we're probably just writing this off and being like, all right, let's just go get the next one, you know? Uh, well, I mean, that's that's exactly what we should do tonight, but instead we're going to be on this ridiculous app and talk to one another. Um, exactly. <laughs> that's, much more, that's much more fun to overanalyze everything. I will say I, I think that Dinwiddie and Brunson, I don't know if there should be a defined starting lineup. I want that flexibility and that I, I trust the coaching staff to make the right call. I will say that that there's something to what Lyndon was saying earlier in terms of and I'm not sure how long you've been in the room. Lennon was talking about sort of offensive creativity. And there's a lot of like my turn, your turn stuff with these guys. And when it works, it's fun. And when it doesn't, it kind of sucks. Uh, exactly. Exactly. It, it is it very, they've definitely, like you said earlier, they definitely gone full Luca ball. Basically. Well, and it's worked a lot of the time. Uh, it really has worked. I mean, they've won a ton of games. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it, it's just, yeah, it's like games like tonight where it's just like, well, it, 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 Luca Ball didn't work well, tonight. I mean, like so the game would have been like, over well, in the second quarter if not for Spencer Dinwiddie scoring a bunch of points. Cause it was like, exactly. I mean, it, they were lucky to be in it. And so it's just, it, I don't know. I think like the three point shooting comes around. Like Reggie Bullock was in such, like Bullock's the guy who I know in his open shots aren't going down, things are going to be dark. Like, Dorian sometimes is like a confidence man where when he hits one, he hits a thousand, but like he was just kind of goofy tonight. He was honestly getting the crap kicked out of him on defense, but so was everyone else. You know, this game was sort of a sum of all fears game about what like the problems with the Mavs, because the the Wolves play fast, they're huge and the Mavericks didn't really have any. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, the, the defense definitely was not there tonight either. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, that That's just one thing I wanted to bring up. And um, uh, I guess the other thing, too, uh, this is the last thing, is just uh, the uh, Wolves broadcast. I, have to, I had to listen to them on the league pass tonight. Just shout out to them. <laughs> They're actually pretty good to listen to compared to the other um broadcast teams out there they gave a shout out to uh skin wade uh on the broadcast which was really cool um i heard that too i was listening at that point oh nice uh but that's all thanks kirk i appreciate you bringing me up yeah of course no i hope you come back i really do like that half zip too that thing's cool um i I love the like various mavs gear of things that i don't need more of because i work from home and i wear like the same eight t-shirts but that doesn't mean i don't want new things that's a message to my wife, who, if you hear this, I would like more Mavs gear. Um, all right, let's go with my man, Iwan, because he's up. Hey, Kirk, what's going welcome, on? Welcome, welcome. I hope it's not too late. 11.30 your time. Yeah, 11.30. So what do you got for us tonight? Yeah, I mean, uh, that wasn't the best game to watch. You know, I just, as I watch the game, sometimes there's a lot of, you know, over-passing and, you know, we have a lot of open shots due to Luca penetration, but there's still possessions where then the ball goes around and it swings to the open guy in the corner. For whatever reason, he pumps fakes. If it's Brunson or it's Finley Smith, they pump fake and they drive into a worse a worse position and then end up being a worse shot. So I was like, just take the open shot. If it goes in, it goes in. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Just but don't try to do what you're not really good at, like putting the ball on the floor. <laughs> it's just just take the open shot. I, I, I live with you taking an open shot, but dribbling into, into defenders and then 
having it be a worse shot, like just, just just stop. They gotta stop that. They gotta stop that. And um yeah. in regards to the Timberwolves being a fast paced team, there's there's a there's situations where Luca, you know, for whatever reason and we since we're like a slow paced team, we have like a fast break opportunity. And there's sometimes we're looking to try, you know, press it a little bit off. He stopped at half court on a fast break and like stopped. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, he's not LeBron. He's not Giannis. But he's also not like late stage, you know, Jamal Crawford. Like, press the ball. Right, press. You know, and if you keep the defense honest a little bit, like, oh, you know, maybe on this fast break, he may drive it. But. The defense know when Luka's on a fast break, he's gonna slow it down. He's gonna, you know, look to the corners for the other guys, but he's not gonna press. He's not gonna press the ball. Uh-huh. He's not. Uh-huh. He's gotta take advantage of those situations, you know, here and there, especially when it comes postseason time. If you're looking for an easy basket, because the teams like they're collapsing the paint on him. They know the guys are having an off night, so it's like you have to try other things. You can't just slow it down all the time, get into sets. And Maxi gets the ball. He looks at the rim. <laughs> he dribbles. He gets it back. He still doesn't want to shoot his life. Oh, uh, man, this Maxi thing has been going on for a long while, Kirk. Um, it has been. I mean, we're, we're in a month, basically. I mean, it's painful. I mean, in a game like this where it clearly, like you say, it was over like mid-third quarter, I mean, give give Marquis Chris some some run. I mean, at that point, what 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 are we what are we really gonna lose? I don't know. Like the him not getting any minutes, I think is weird. I'm wondering if they're kind of nursing an injury protection with him. Um, I do want to point something out. Katie in the chat just noted that a particular Luka Doncic was looking slow, heavy, and laboring. And I agree, Katie. I mentioned this in our in our Moneyball Slack as we're talking during the game. That man cannot take a day off without looking like he's coming back from having Thanksgiving. I don't understand it. In the first quarter, he was lifting in the first quarter. I feel like the first two possessions. Yeah. He was grimacing. I'm like... Uh, well, I think his ankle... Like, somebody pointed out that they think his ankle is still bothering him. I think that's true. I think everybody's banged up at this point in the year. And that's where the cycle continues of... You know, get better players. <laughs> you don't have to get better players, and you only have a seven-man. Oh my god! And um, one, one more thing back with Dinwiddie. Um, I wouldn't go to the cuffs to saying that he's our second best player just yet, but since the trade, he saved us from a lot of losses, man. Easily, uh, you know, because there's times, there's times in a game where it just feel like we have nothing going, and he just puts his head down, he gets a layup. He gets an and one, you know, and he have like a little spurt of like, you know, five or seven points in a row, and it brings us back in the game. And he's been doing that for the, like the last 10, 12 games. And honestly, without that, we probably would have had a worse record than we have right now. We might be in a playing position due to how, you know, the Timberwolves have been so hot. So, uh, I mean, we're lucky we have a second, a second really creator because Brunson is aggressive, but like you said, with length, he's just, he gets, he disappears. He just. Well, there's also just been like <clears throat> the raw numbers for him tonight was a bad game. But if you go look at his box scores, the numbers have actually been pretty good. But I was trying to explain this to a friend where there's just something different about how he's playing. And it's a hesitancy at times that I don't understand. Or the, the my other complaint, and these are, you know, nitpicks, guys. I'm not killing the man. I appreciate Brun. Like Brunson's been the second best map of like. For the whole year, oh, Brunson's yeah. been the second best map. But like there's there's just something off about how he's playing where he'll he'll over dribble sometimes. Like it's the it's the the shot faking threes when no one's near him. Like there's just a little bit off. Yeah. And 
I don't know what it is. I, I do think that they have plenty of time and enough get-right games on the schedule to figure it out. I mean, he cooked the Rockets' asses the other night. He was in- um, if you go back to that Brooklyn game, which I didn't get to come on, that game, he didn't have a crazy game, but the buckets he has, he had, like, you felt it. It was like impact buckets. And, you know, so in the past few games, he will have, you know, a, a decent stat line, but it's like you don't feel the buckets that he gave. You don't feel, you know, you don't feel those situations where he's scoring. Like that Brooklyn game, that stretch that him and Diddy had in the fourth quarter, you felt it like, all right, that's the Brunson we know. That's the Brunson we like to see. And then other games where he have 15 and 16 points, he's like, okay, he's, he's there. You know, he made a basket here, he made a basket there. But you don't really feel, you know, you don't feel the impact on the game that it had that much. But like you said, we you know, we got some time left to figure it out. But Maxi, uh, you got to figure something. We have to, we have to do something with Maxi. We have to because he's going to be crucial. Yeah. So. I mean, I keep like my my Moneyball staff seems to think I'm joking. I want like an article about all the crazy shit we've seen in sports movies to like get people out of funks. Like, like Maxi needs something. Like, the, uh, the, there's something weird going on. He, 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 this is as bad as he's been. Maybe need to call um Holger to get a little session in or something. Jeez. Yeah. Do something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. I'm gonna see you on Sunday. Yep. Talk. Have a good day. Yeah. All right, Tyler. What do you got for us? Hey, Kirk. Uh, thanks for bringing me on. Sure. Um, um, I, I really don't want to talk about this game. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot of importance to talk about. Tyler, you want to talk about Bridgerton, don't you? Because that's what my wife's watching downstairs. No, tell, tell us what you got then. What's, what's the big – what's the <laughs> – um, I, I, I really don't know what you're even talking about. Uh, that's, that's good. It's a Netflix show that's garbage. Uh, yeah, you made me think of a um, a, a musical artist, uh, Phoebe Bridgerton, <laughs> or something like that. Um. Well, what do you think? Well, okay, so let's give us some big picture stuff then. We don't need to talk about this game. Well, um, <clears throat> I just well, I had a couple things. Um, and, and first off, I just wanted to ask if there's ever been a shooting slump that you can remember. And not just a shooting slump, but like a, um, it, what's it called in baseball? Um, the yips. The yips that Maxi has. I, so the closest thing I can think of to the Mavs is there. There was a point in time when the Mavs let Dwight Powell shoot threes, and through like a sixty-game stretch, he shot in the teens. And so I would just update every time he shot a three, where it's like. Hey, Maxie's, uh, or not Maxie, Dwight's, you know, seven of 67. It's just he kept shooting. I mean, that's the closest thing I can think of, but like, Dwight never should have been shooting threes to begin with. Maxie at one point shot 40% from the. Come back, you're underwater. Where'd you go? <laughs> I mean, uh. Like, comparison, because this is beginning to drip into something that I can't really relate to. Yeah. I've not seen anything quite like this from a person who used to be able to score. But I mean, the good thing is like his athleticism seems to be more prevalent. Like 
like last year we were we were wondering about his you know could he move his feet um and he was like struggling to struggling athletic athletically but you know and, and i've said this before like you know the these things like his shot can rebound and and he's done that before so like i'm not like super worried but i I'm, i was just curious if you had any other comparisons i i really can't think of any from the mavericks because it's we're not talking about a guy who shoots more i mean maybe this isn't fair but like earlier career dorian because dorian shot 30 percent from three on almost 500 attempts to start his career and then Luca came along, and all of a sudden he's shooting forty percent. It's wild how that works. Um, <laughs> there, I really can't think of anything. I mean, this is it's it's almost uncomfortable because you don't want to like it went from being something where people were mad at Maxi to where when the Wolves when Maxi hit the garbage time three, and I don't know if anybody else heard this, the Wolves announcer was like, "There he goes!" Like, fucking, <laughs> yeah. it was terrible. <laughs> Yeah, so I um I heard that and you know I'm I'm glad I'm not alone in like struggling with a, a comparison to what's going on with Maxi and I feel bad like it's one of those things where I just like he shoots and I just feel bad. Yes. Uh, uh like like man what and no but so, but then there's the gambler's fallacy where at a certain point I'm hoping he's just going to shoot like 70%. Well, yeah. And and that may happen. Uh, it doesn't sure doesn't seem like it now. Um, you know, the other podcast or the other green room you pulled up, um, you guys like brought up like his ex-girlfriend. And it was funny because I had thought of um, like, man, should Cuban just like pay some good looking girls to like make this guy feel good? Like he just needs his <laughs> I will not I endorse. Know that may be inappropriate with. No, like, it's not because I keep. Well, it is, but I don't care because it's my show. Um, <laughs> like, like Maxi is so handsome. It is frustrating, and it's just like that. A man six foot ten, that handsome, professional basketball player can have confidence issues. Is something my schlubby ass is never going to understand. But I just, I hope he gets it back. Is what I'll say. Yeah, no, and it, it's like, uh, you know, I'm not that handsome. Um, it's hard for me to relate to, well, you know, whatever. But um, I, I'm just, I was just thinking, like, man, whatever we can get this guy, uh, you know, however we can give give him some confidence, like he needs it, um, or it, it looks like it. But absolutely, man. Um. Anyway, other than Maxi, um, I know it hasn't been like brought up much, but the Josh Green minutes. Um, like I know he wasn't anything spectacular tonight, but give me more of them. Last few days, give me more. Why is he not playing? I'm gonna go look at the minutes totals for him tonight. The minutes totals for him make me. Why is he not playing 25, 28, 30 minutes? The the game was over. Yeah, so so I agree. I agree, and and like I. I don't know. Um, I, I I don't want to take up like um a whole hour here. Like I could go on about <laughs> uh, this topic, but I, I feel like um after the last Timberwolves game, there was another caller, and, and you guys were talking about like you know you hope hope Luca doesn't sit, and and I was thinking like well I I kind of hope he does, um and I'm. 
I have a soccer background, and I've I, I follow European soccer where they they rest players and and keep everyone try to keep everyone healthy and rested throughout the season. And so, like, I'm I'm really grateful and that that this happens now. And I and I, you know, I, I'm really I didn't even really like mean to bring this up right now. I've been wanting to okay. on Mark Stein's podcast, and I've been like caught in the waiting room um, and haven't been able to get on. But um, anyway, uh, like, I love these Josh Green minutes. Um, I wish you would have got more, especially tonight when we're like yeah. when we're losing. That's when we should play guys like that. Um, and like I know he's not he's not Desmond Bain, and like you, you don't want a first round draft pick to like be a project like he is. But that's what he is, and that's what like we just have to give him minutes. And yes, and that's like especially what he needs because he's he. You can just see. That he just needs experience. Like the like, as long as they're not losing the minutes that he's playing horribly, I don't care. Like, I don't. I am not a fan, and I'm just, I'm gonna continue to say that till he's not a Maverick. It's not his fault, but he's always gonna be the guy that I I wish that he's never gonna be the guy that I wish they would have taken. That said, mm-hmm. he's been functional, and I want more. I would like like I I was joking earlier when I said that. <clears throat> You know, well, I mean, I wasn't joking because Harp comparing him to John Morant was crazy, but like, there's a lot to be said for his off-ball action. Like, he just runs around with this crazy shit. Yeah, um, I don't know if you know this, but as of like a week ago or a few days ago, um, his defensive rating was like one point behind Devin Booker for the best shooting guard defensive rating in the league. Yeah, um, you know, individual defensive stuff is, eh. but he's actually, I will, I will, I will concede your point and admit that I have not. I he doesn't make me angry on defense. Like Dorian, I literally threw my remote at the couch where he jumped on a head fake from yeah. from from Edwards tonight. I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah. Um. And like, I, I mean, I guess I, I'm I'm kind of biased. I just like Josh Green's game, and and I and I've come on here and mentioned him before. Um. I don't know. I, his his like he doesn't have an arrogance of the ball like he he understands his limitations and he's trying to grow and I, I but I did want to say that I like that he has been like he only took two shots tonight but I do like that he has been taking like four five shots a game lately. Yep, volume uh, matters, confidence and volume. Are, like I don't sometimes the shots make me angry, but I would much rather him take them than. Yeah, and yeah, I mean the shots are disappointing for sure um that he misses absolutely but yeah i'm just glad like just that he's taking them um is a huge step from where we were at the beginning of the season yep um and 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 i'll just leave you you know i've been up here long enough i'll just leave you with this like um with i'm not sure about tim hardaway's junior or tim hardaway jr's injury but um I was thinking that if he does come back healthy, that he would just take Josh Green's minutes. Uh, and I think that would be a decent fit for him. Um, not giving him like too much of a role, but letting him uh, kind of, I don't know. I, w- I was just wondering what you thought about that. I don't think we're going to have to worry about that 
even Tim Tim gave an interview to to Brad Townsend the other day where it's it's I will say that that it's an outside looking in thing. So I think we're going to get plenty of Josh Green for better or for worse. Well, that's um, a little disappointing. Um, I, I really don't like. I, I like Josh Green's growing minutes, but uh, I don't have confidence in in him like in the playoffs. Eh, you know what? Here's the thing: you can't get better until you try, and that's where I think we're going to see. And you know, they're they're even me not being a fan, I would much rather have you know be able to say with some not some authority because even a playoff series isn't enough minutes, but with some some tape to be able to say, okay, this is what he can do. This is what I would like to see him build on, et cetera. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the the playoffs definitely um, bring you know expose your flaws and and expose your strengths. To an extent. That's right. So, uh, That's fine. Yeah. All right, Tyler. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for hanging out. Appreciate it, Kurt. Well, to continue, hopefully to continue Josh Green Hour, we're going to uh, bring on Drew again. Drew, how are we doing? Doing all right. Sorry about before, Kirk. You're, that happens. You're right. I, I am stopped working. Somebody needed my help, and I had to jump Well, I appreciate there. you trying again. Thanks for coming. Yeah, well – not to beat a dead horse, okay, but I know you you, you know I, I I really do like the Josh Green thing and, and I definitely do not like the Desmond Bain comparisons. Because let's the one perspective I want to throw out there to everybody, you know how many games in the NBA Desmond Bain had played when he was Josh Green's age now? Zero. Zero. He was still in college. We're trying to compare a guy that's two and a half years older that came in a much more mature, older, polished guy in the league, you know, and he will never, never be the defender that Josh Green is. And Josh Green can even get better than that because of the athletic, but he doesn't have the athletic ability of Josh Green. Josh Green needs to learn basketball skills. No doubt about it. But he's showing me he can't. I mean, he's already a a, a spot up three point shooter. He's improved so tremendously in that, you know, I mean, he's, He's getting credible, and he's just shown improvement. That, and like I said, this guy has just turned 21. I know, but jo- but Desmond Bain is scoring more points a game this season than Jalen Brunson. <laughs> like it's not it's not fair to Josh. That's but he's also not the only guy who was. He's he's also not the only dude. The and all these guys, I, when you're taken, very few the guys that are taken at Josh Green's age are typically taken in the top eight, top well, nine. These are. The 18, 19 year old kids. You, you are, know. you are actually. This was why I was so mad with the pick, because I'm just like these Mavericks are not in the position to draft a project, and I'm really glad he's with, worked out. With, with there, I, I, I do have to agree with you. I think they, they miss. Uh, they misrepresented. Basically, they didn't understand Luca was going to get so good so well, fast. Well, you know, you want to know where I really shit the bed, Drew. I had Mark Cuban on my damn podcast, and I was afraid to ask him the validity of the question that I've wanted to ask him for a while, which was, uh, your former head of st- statistics, Haralabov Bulgaris, made the claim that your GM Donnie Nelson stormed out of the draft room, which is why you picked Josh Green. How did How did uh, Donnie Nelson that, stand? That would be great. I I've listened to that, that, by the way, and I, I thought it was a great job. I, I did enjoy that interview, but that that is that is something that's good. But I just think they got a lot of – because, quite honestly, nobody expected Luca to be that good that fast. I think a lot of people expect him to be that good, but not that fast. Not in year two, you know? but if you know it, you kind of got to figure out and go. 
Like they're that, yeah. that's what's all this is so frustrating in the sense of Luca is not an easy guy to build around. And they put some of these guys, Josh Green, for example, that's why I'm so glad he's actually playing minutes. I mean, I really, I really am. He needs to play more because, for sure. Yeah. He does. Need- yeah. If you're going to do that, if you're going to get, get a guy that needs to be developed, you got to develop him and he does need to be more. And my God, why would Josh Green play 16 or 17 minutes and you got Sterling Brown playing 10 minutes or something like that? Sterling Brown's minutes have got to go to Josh Sterling Green. Brown, they They're, don't even know where, like, before the game, Jason Kidd didn't – he's, like, out with an illness, which makes me think COVID because they won't comment on what it is. And Brad Townsend or somebody asked how, how, how he was getting back, meaning Sterling Brown, how he was getting back to Dallas. And Jason Kidd answered, that's above my pay grade. <laughs> Yeah, I just remember I saw, you know, I saw a game the other day, and 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 Josh Green played 16 minutes, and and Sterling Brown played 12 minutes, and he played meaningful minutes with yeah. Luca and stuff like that. It's just no, he doesn't need to be doing that. And he and he had what was that was that one? He had a, he had a minus 12 in nine minutes or some yeah. crazy shit. You got to you got to give Luca, or I'm sorry, you got to give Green minutes with the person who the franchise. Right. I, I agree. And here's an interesting thing. I did not get to see the game because I was working the game, but I did. I, I went and kind of and, and looked at the box score and everything like that. Luca was five for eleven from three. The rest of the starters were two for. It 20. was bad. It was as bad as reading it. Like watching it in game was painful because I can only imagine. And I'll tell you, I didn't watch the game, but I guarantee you this: all those guys got easier, better looks than Luca got from three points. Luca. So you're right, but I will say, and I want the crowd in the chat, please tell me if you guys agree with this. I think Luca took more catch and shoot threes tonight than I can remember him taking in his career. I would have, I, I would have, I have to go back and 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 rewatch the game. That it was, was, it was a bizarre game. Because I really think Luca is a is is a great three point shooter, and the the biggest reason that he is not up there with a lot of the great three-point shooters at the 38, 40, 41% in the is because he just takes some so difficult three. He just thinks he can hit from anywhere with three guys in his face. He, he did. And the chat I, is confirming that he took, I want to say he took at least four catch-and-shoot threes. So I, I don't want you to go watch the game because I don't recommend this to anybody. But tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow or whenever the box score is up, the NBA.com box scores allow you to click on players' names. And then, well, when you're in the box score, you can actually click on their made and attempts. And if you click on their, if you click on Luca's attempts tomorrow, you'll get a video from NBA.com. It will show you all 18 of his attempts. And in oh. that you'll see it's really it's I'll, I'll it's check that so out. Cool. Yeah. It's like well, I mean the problem with this Drew and is like I you know you and me we both got to work and so like yeah. I, I I can't do this stuff because otherwise it's like forty five minutes have passed and I'm like staring at video. In the- yeah, you know. Yeah, no, I you know I, yeah I, I get that you know and everything like that. And what the other guy was saying about Maxi, you know, being a handsome guy and everything like that. Maxi don't get none of those guys have to be handsome. They don't have to be anything <laughs> with the money they make. You know, I mean that's the way the world works. With the money they make, they don't got to be handsome or anything. Like that. I make real good money and I can't make with the twelfth guy. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and you know, honestly, you know, and I'm. 
in my 60s. So, I mean, I, it's, you know, that's, that's, that's the way that the world works is for a long time. Well, you Drew, know? thank but, you for, for trying again. I, I, you're in the middle of tax season doing, doing everybody file your taxes on time. That's my advice. Um, uh, <laughs> is there anything yeah, else before you go? Hey, thanks, Kirk. And I, I'm getting ready for, for my eight months. I, I don't take a vacation for eight months, but I, I literally take two or three months off the last eight months of the year. And so I, you know, it makes up for it and everything like that. Well, good. But yeah. And, and, and thanks for having me on. I, I really do love, you know, but one thing I'll say, I'm not worried about this game at all and everything like that. I mean, you know, you shoot 23% from, from three, you know, I mean, outside of Luca, nobody hit more than one threes. And a lot of the kids got took six or seven and everything like that. You're going to have games like that. And and one other thing yet, it, you, you forgot that we did lose the first game to Utah coming out of the bat. But then there was two games within a week with Utah. But March, we we beat them on March 8th. And if we win Sunday, it's a 2-2 series yep. for, the, for the season. Which would yeah. be important. So we, yeah, and it is. And I think we do need home, home court advantage. But we still got that because, like somebody said, Charlotte did to give us a – did us a solid so you know we we can we can win that and you know hey the the teams and one last thing I just want to say i the guys talk about spencer stinwood starting over I'm, I'm all on board with that i think uh luca needs more minutes with, with spencer uh and and let Jalen come with the bench and everything like that because that's we start the game with better defense and i think that's very important but, well thanks so right. much drew talk soon all right, I'm going to get to everybody because I'm a sicko. I told myself in my head, hey, we're only going to do this for a half hour. We're at a full hour right now. Harris, welcome to the show. Paddington is welcome in this uh, establishment. Hey, how's it going? Good. Good, thanks for joining. What do you got? Uh, I mean, I'm kind of bummed out of this game, but I'm just like, since the next game, it feels like every like three or four games we're having this issue where we just randomly get both blown out. From a team we should, well, I guess this team we could have lost to anyways, but Charlotte and the Knicks, I don't, like, does, is it just the three point shooting? Like, is there not anything oh, else the that these teams are doing that are kind of, and I'm, I'm a little concerned about it since the All Star break, but mm-hmm. I've, I, you know, I've mentioned this in the show. I had expected the Mavericks to take a turn just because when you, you know, as much as Dinwiddie's been good, but they basically went from a big to a small. They don't have enough big men, mm-hmm. and over time, I just I was just worried. You know, like like KP was pretty good this year when he played, and I was wondering how long they could sustain this. And I think the answer is maybe right up until the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're not holding teams to under under like we used to anymore. Not even like the bad yep, teams. And I think. Yeah. My long-term concern, so I don't mean like season, I mean like into next year, is why I think this team is going to look very different because a blitzing scheme can only work insofar as you have a combination of health, buy-in, and teams not being able to be prepared for it. You get enough tape on the Mavericks, and I think teams are going to be prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so... I think I lost my train of thought, but that's okay. Just, that happens to me all the time. Yeah. So, do you think? How do you feel? Like, like, is this going to happen in the playoffs? Like, we're going to win, win like two, three games, and then just bum out a, a game, and then have to like work, work for it. So really, so it's sort of my like. This is actually why the Jazz terrify me because mm-hmm. I think it'll be entirely dependent upon the Mavs shooting really well from three, and I mean like thirty-five percent or up as a team. 
and that's and, where we didn't want to be. Yeah. But I mean, that might be the case if you're playing half these teams. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I think that my, my, my hot take is that I think the Mavericks, particularly Luca, put the Grizzlies in a blender and destroy them because it's mm-hmm. a styles make fights game and the Mavericks play so slow paced. There's not a single person on the Grizzlies who can even bother Luca. I don't yeah. care that Jaron Jackson Jr. might be the defensive player of the year. Luca will put his ass in prison. But they're not going to be able to play him. It's either like the Jazz or, you know, if they fall to the sixth seed and maybe play the Warriors, like that could be weird mm-hmm. because the Warriors play such a very fun offensive system. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I, I just didn't want to play the Jazz for the three point shooting. That's all. I mean, I was, ho- I was hoping we beat, we'd win here and we get closer. Like if Warriors slipped, uh, slipped a few more games, we could sneak into the third seed. We just need a tide and we have the breaker on them. So. But it doesn't look like well, that's going to happen. Well, it's fun. Like, Ethan in the chat is rightfully making fun of me because he's like, every team terrifies Kirk. Yeah, because we're not as good as yeah. these other teams. Like, I don't know yeah. how that's like. It's like a complicated thing where, like, we're the fifth seed. We're in the bottom, you know, a couple a couple games slide, we could be in the play-in. Like, we're not going to mm-hmm. be because, like, we're better than that and because Luca's better than that. But, like, it's it's sort of been my concern. It's like it's like everybody wanted to, co- like, crown coach, like, Jason Kidd, you know, coach of the year for doing the exact same shit Carlisle did. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't know. It hasn't been a big enough step up, but it's been. But um, also, do you think, like, the three-point shooting is, like, causing them def- defensive issues, too? Like, they're not going to be able to get back uh, fast enough or, like, being set? For their defense, there, yeah. Well, for a good chunk of the year, they were very good at transition defense, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I've seen like the Wolves took advantage of every Maverick mistake tonight. Yeah. So. All right. Well. Well, thank you, Harris. I guess. Yeah. I'll, I'm going on Sunday, so hopefully that'll be a good one. We'll have a great right. time. Yeah, I saw them beat Minnesota on Monday, and being completely soaked in the rain. But yeah, that was. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be a nice book into each other. Yep. All right. All right. We'll talk soon. Later, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Brett, what's up? Hey, Kirk. So, so you said, you know, you were talking about being worried about, you know, the Mavs post, um, post all-star break. Uh, since the all-star break, uh, the Mavs are um, 18th in the league in net rating. Uh, that, that puts them at a cool, like minus one and a half points. In net rating, their defense is like a 113, offense is like 112, uh, and that's not good. That puts them. Uh, that means that they have been worse by net rating than the the Detroit Pistons in that time. The Detroit Pistons are obviously actively trying to lose these games as much as they can. Um, so the Mavs are in that time 10 and five. Well, we've only beat one. We've only beat one team by double digits. And yeah, a- I was gonna say. Yeah. Well. The, yeah, the last time, other than other than those Rockets games, um, that the Mavs won won a game by more than double digits was before the Porzingis trade. Like, and that was like against the the Pistons. They blew out the Pistons. Um, but since that since that time, other than playing literally the worst team in the league, the Rockets, they have not won a game by um, by more than more than nine points. Right. Um and. And most and many of the wins have been by, you know, one, two, or three points. Yeah, they've been good wins, but they've still been kind of, you know, yeah, coin, like toss of the coin. Like they played really well in the clutch, but then the other part is why are they playing forty-five? Yeah, I mean, 
they they have not shown the ability to pull away from team from good teams or or like mediocre teams for that matter. Um, and and so I just think that people who are saying that the Mavs, you know, definitely won that trade, um, should wait a little bit longer to think that. I'm not saying that it was a terrible trade or anything, but uh, like Dinwiddie is shooting 38% from three in his the games with the Mavs. He's a career 32% shooter from three. If he has been, if he had played, if he had shot at his career level, the Mavs would be significantly under 500 in that time span and would probably be in the play-in. So I'm <laughs> glad that he has it. But the, the like, like Dinwiddie shooting, you know, like you know, six percent above what he does for his career um, is not sustainable in the long term. Not that I think it's what kind of shots. I feel like if he's taking catch and shoot, maybe. Yeah. I mean, he probably has, he probably has gotten more catch and shoot than he did, you know, either early in his career when he was like the, the focal point on offense on the nets or this year. He does uh, take like these Luca light bullshit shots where I'm just like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I, that's not to be critical of, of Spencer. Like obviously no. he, he, he is the reason that they, that they have won a lot of these games. Um, but I do think that the the defense has greatly suffered without Porzingis, and also has greatly suffered based on the fact that you and other people who wondered, you know, how are they doing this? It largely may have been a great deal of luck. Like I, I think there's a I, I, like not that the effort is not better, not that the scheme is not better, but the Mavs being like a top five defensive team is not I, like I don't believe that that's you know, I mean, I, I will take luck. I will say over a year-over-year year thing, this happened to Kid before, where his first Brooklyn team was outstanding on defense. And then they slowly got destroyed because they were running a very, a very aggressive scheme. And the more tape you have, the easier it is to counter this stuff. And so it's like, you know, like take, for example, Carl Anthony Towns tonight. Towns had scored... 20 points on 10 shots and and it's just over time and and I, I say this more about a seven game series than I do a season I believe in Luka Doncic's ability to go nuts oh but yeah I mean, the, but if the Mavericks would get like blown off the floor would that shock me either no I, I can't well the the thing is and, and I don't know who like uh Enemy of the podcast, Matt Moore. I say that with love, as I like Matt no, Moore. he's a lunatic. And he's I know, my, he's and one of my he, best friends. He is a lunatic. I was gonna say he's he's one of my one of my favorite uh, basketball writers. But uh, he he often refers to teams as uh, letting go of the rope, and the Mavs have done that a lot lately. Mm. In in games in which they that have not been, if the game is not close in the mid third quarter, they let go of that rope pretty hard. Like against the Hornets, this game against the Wolves. Um, against against the Knicks when they lost to the Knicks, um, there have not been many games except I mean I would I, I would say except for against that, that game against the Celtics, uh, though I guess I think in the pace of that game was it was pretty much where like the Mavs were never down by more than you know 10 12 points, but they they haven't they have started to let the poor shooting nights affect them on the defensive end. Um, and I think that that's like, you know, again, that's, it's a, it's a long season. That will happen. 
but I do think that, right. that, that when they when things aren't going well, they don't have a plan B. Well, like but, well, the, the, well, well, they have two. Well, they have two plans. One is that they just run the offense and shooters hit shots. The second is that Luca makes like a half dozen shots from 40, 40 <laughs> feet defended by two defenders, and like that's plan B. But there is not like there is not another 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 way they can generate offense. But this is why I have a like. I get very pissy in the moment because that's just the way I watch games. The big picture solution to this is I don't think this team comes back with more than like there's there's 15 guys on the NBA roster. I bet we have six of the same dude. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I th- I think that this the 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 trade wasn't you know the trade they want to make. It's the trade that gets you to you know the the move they want to make. Great way to like, frame that. It's it's the thing that gets you to the thing and the and. In, as a character on a TV show, I like said, which is which right. is you want to hear my wildly hot take, and this is we've been talking yeah. for an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, the Mavericks come up with a potential lottery team's top ten draft pick. Luca gets shipped off to a black site, and we end up with Victor Wembanyama in the twenty twenty. <laughs> they 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 pull a Spurs <laughs> where you know, like you know where. Where like you know the admiral goes down for a for a season and then gets you know the next generational big man. I mean, have, I've watched this kid for on and off for years because of my draft friends. Oh, he's so. Oh, I I trust me. I I've watched <laughs> I watched a lot of him. Like I, I makes, love watching. He both makes you basketball. like like. Do you remember like when Luca was a draft pick and you would like you watch oh, I, like he, yeah like, when he was sixteen and like destroying adults in in. In, the in same Europe? kind of like what the fuck like if emotes come from me when I watch Victor Wembanyama. He is a a he is an actual unicorn. I mean, for, it's for it, that's that's a top topic for another him, day. <laughs> for those who haven't watched him, but are you know you've watched you know Chet play in in the NCAA this year. You've watched um he 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 put Chet in a doghouse and said oh, yeah. stay. It, yeah, and when France played the the USA under 19s, just like dominated him. But 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 like think about like the skill set that someone like Chet or um what's his name on on the Cavs? I'm forgetting. Evan Mobley, but taller. Or, or Mobley. Think think about that skill set, but just like three inches taller and way more athletic. I mean that's why I said this like, is my bullshit hot take where I'm just like come up with a potential because it's like like this is not even a thing. Not even a thing. Anyways, I just wanted to talk about something other than that. Um, <laughs> Ethan does point out that our pick is protected. So, um, Luca, if we send you on a mission to Mars for a year, we'll uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Brett, you got anything else? Uh, I yeah, I did have um, one more thing. Sure. And and that was that. Like I actually, I'm forgetting what I was going to say. <laughs> I did I, I did definitely before you were talking about Wimbanyama, I definitely. Did did have another another point? No, we'll uh, come back on Sunday and we'll talk about it. We'll have time then. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for having me up. Yeah, appreciate you, Brett. All right, let's fly through. We got a couple more of my favorite people. We're gonna go, Jim. Tell me what you got. Kirk. All right, you ready to put your conspiracy I've hat on? On the whole night. Oh man, here's a hot take for you. Um. One of it, it's part of it's a serious topic, obviously, um, and then part of it's not. The serious part is um, the Mavs have been two and three since the lawsuit was announced. Um, <laughs> since Mrs. Mark Cuban came on my podcast. 
<laughs> yeah, that was rough. I wish you asked him more questions, but that's a topic for another time. Um, and, and, like, I get the pressure that you and Josh were under, like, just, like, the surprise of it. And, you know, I bet Cupid had that looming in his head, which is really unfortunate. Um, but the maps have been two and three since that uh, Brooklyn buzzer beater that Spencer yep. Dinwiddie hit. Luca hasn't had a 30-point game since then. Mm. And I, I feel like since Luca is such a, such a heliocentric player, you know, everything revolves and starts around him. Even with Spencer, it's it's been like that. It's going to continue being like that. Um, and I just feel like something with Luca's off. I don't know if it's that JJ podcast he did. I don't know if it's this lawsuit. Um he hasn't scored 30, and if he scores 30, I I don't know the exact stats, but I feel like the Mavs are in a better position, you know, to He win. did have 37 points against the Hornets. Yeah, but honestly, the Hornets, the Sixers game, and tonight all felt the same energy-wise. Oh, like sure. You, Thank you, yeah. I, I wrote about all three of those games, so maybe. Nah, <laughs> I, I don't know if the math works out like that. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I get it. Like, Luca's looking at the finish line. Like, this is why them staying out of the plane is pretty important because I tend to agree, or at least believe. Agree is different than believe in the sense of I, I think Luca going nuts is a high probability if he just feels right. Though I, I often laugh where it's like, hey, Luca gets a day off and then he comes back and looks. T- yeah, it, it's it's just a little mind blowing that um and you joked earlier like hey we can't ever let him have a vacation like this guy this guy just can't have any sort of vacation or free time whatsoever because like he always seems to come back worse like uh, in the in the long term like i'm not like worried about luca but like at the same time like um as my friend puts it like he has to go into god mode basically where he's just this player that is obviously the best player on the floor, but uh, I don't know. Offensively, like, we won't win a series unless he's like that, in my opinion. Um, And one more, just like one more thing, because I know we've been on here for too long. Um, Wait, hold on. Are you there? I'm here. Okay, okay. Sorry. I thought I lost connection for a second. Um, That Victor Wimbanyama thing you were talking about, that guy's ridiculous. Unicorn, crazy, and I think, hot take here, Chet Holmgren should not go first. He shouldn't go second. He shouldn't go third. I think he should be a bottom lottery player. Because I mean, I'll he, take him on our team. Are we allowed to have Chet Holmgren? I would take him. Another you, angry white man? He fits. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. He just seems like a Walmart. Or he seems like um a Target Porzingis. Let's say... Porzingis I'll tell Walmart. you this though, that dude doesn't give a shit about looking cool. He is cr- like he is a a <laughs> he's had people wanting to dunk on him his whole life because he's a seven foot one white guy from Minnesota. He right. might not be the best player, but he can take some shit. Porzingis was always too concerned about being pretty. Oof, yeah. Y- yikes. There, there's a lot more to that, but anyway, like I, I, I don't know. Just overall, I'm if. The Mavs are going to win a series. Lucas needs to just be on top of his shit. 
And since the uh, the lawsuit's been announced and the podcast was posted with Old Man to three, it, it hasn't looked like that. I, Luca needs to start scoring thirty. Again. I I understand, but the 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 parting thought I'll leave you with is you need to go look at Luca's playoff stats and then remember they're all against Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So I feel pretty okay about what he's gonna do. Oh man, I hope so. I hope he just. What if he just postered Rudy Gobert? Like him with his limited hops, like let's let's just hope that happens. That well, uh, yep, this is great. My my man Brian in the chat just posted Mavs Green Room, home of bad takes and alcohol induced induced speech impediments. <laughs> to be fair, my speech impediment is because I've had a sinus infection for like ten days, and I finally got somebody to give me antibiotics. So maybe I'll sound. Uh yeah, I've had some tequila well, that's too. Good. So uh, I mean, you sound great. that's part that's partially that take is partially correct. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, I brain too. I'm a moron. All right, Jam. We'll talk soon. <laughs> yeah, talk soon, Kirk. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I got two people left. Christian, you're gonna go last. Love you. But next, we need to hear man of the people, Akiva. What's on, friend? <laughs> thank, you. thank you, my friend. I'm How good. It's late where you are. What are you doing? I'm just, uh, you know, I'm always, I'm always staying up late. Uh, had the painful misfortune of watching the Luca play today with the, uh, uh, you know, I can't, but I can't miss, I can't miss him uh, watching him play. I'll tell you, watching tonight's game was just another reminder that they didn't get the shooters to be around Luca. We don't have the shooters around Luca. We have. Hardaway maybe is the best shooter other than Luca, and he's not even um, he's not even playing now. He's the only guy that I looked up the stats. Uh, Luca, other than Luca, the only guy on the Mavs currently who has ever averaged as many as three trays a game is Hardaway. The others never got above two, which is like wouldn't even put him in the top fifty players in the league. You can't have that. Um, and uh, regarding regarding that also, uh, the I don't know I don't know if you remember at the beginning of the season, kids stated that uh, uh, Luca has got to trust his teammates more. Do you remember that? That's right away that struck me. What is this idiot talking about? Hasn't he been watching Luca for the last three years? If anything, he passes too much. <laughs> he did overpass tonight. He overpassed tonight. He overpassed the last few games. It's really getting annoying to me. I know he he has to pass because otherwise he'll be triple teamed instead of double teamed. But it gets so tiresome. He's such a great finisher. He get he goes down the lane. You could see he almost he has it in his mind. He's gonna pass out either to the corners or to the top of the key anywhere in the court. He can do it. The problem is. The guys with the open shots keep breaking them. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to even start with Kleber and people are so enamored with him, uh, you know. No, this everybody feels pretty bad. I mean, it's 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 uncomfortable with what we're seeing from 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 Kleber. And but that kind of went down the whole line tonight where, you know, Reggie Bullock, who is a pretty darn good three point shooter, he's not. Elite. I mean, he's had seasons of being elite. This yeah. this year is not one of them, is yeah. what I'll say. But even, and, even then, that's, yeah, yeah. He had a couple of seasons where he was over 40%, I guess. And uh, even that, he was not really a big volume yes. shooter. 
uh, from me. So, so it's it's pathetic that at the very least, you know, and you, you had Seth Curry, you you didn't realize what you had. At the very least, you gotta surround Luca with, if nothing else, if you don't have bigs, if you don't have anything else, surround him with guys who can put the put, even even spot up shooters for three, and you're gonna fill it up. And they they can't, they don't have that, um, and it's uh, it's getting very annoying. Luca has got to get more selfish because I know he can average thirty, and the only t- way this team is really gonna uh, win win a lot of games in the regular season is if he averages thirty. And by the way, uh, we, I think we know he's gonna do it in the playoffs. He's gonna become more selfish in the playoffs, like he's done the last couple of years. Problem is, if you if you're playing on road, uh, f- three uh, f- four out of out of seven games, that's what what happened the last two last two times, especially the last uh, year. You know they lost the seventh game. It, it's you gotta be you know the Jazz is not that great. They keep losing and the Mavs keep losing too. So so Luca's gotta become selfish even during this, the the uh, regular season, and you know with playing 35 minutes a game, but going all out and trying to score 30, 35, 40. He, he, can't, he can't be passing out so much. I, I mean, Lord knows, I I tend to lean into you. You know, you and I were at the game. The, yep. the Oklahoma City game was where the tide really started to shift with Luka being nuts about attacking because he had like 10 or 12 free throws that game. And that was the first game that he had had that many in a while. And – I know he's probably tired of getting hit. He's probably tired because, you know, he doesn't get calls and it goes both ways where they're bad calls and they're calls that are missed because refs don't like him. Um, yeah. But I, I think we'll start to see it. I mean, Sunday's a, Sunday's going to be a really interesting bellwether game in the sense of either Luca's going to trust his teammates again and they're going to hit a bunch of shots and the Mavericks are going to win or Luca's going to go nuts by attacking Rudy Gobert in every mismatch and switch that he gets and scores a bunch of points himself. I mean, he's got to come out firing and hitting stuff early too because, you know, they put him on the line early in the game for that free throw technical, and he missed it. And it's like, my man, you know, he was 8 of 18 from from the floor, and and he was – let me see here. Let me do the quick math. He was – Three of eight from two point range. Like Luca makes his makes his business in two point range, not from three point range. And so I don't know. I, I see both both ball both ways. I I like Luca attacking. It, you know, there are some games when he needs to play like LeBron James. There are other games when he needs to play like James Harden. I hope this on on Sunday we see the. I agree. You're right. Well, thanks for staying up late with us. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure talking to you always. All right, we'll talk soon. You be good. Have a great night. You too. All right, last but not least, our friend of the program, Christian, who, who Christian, you need to say it because the Mavericks didn't, they didn't play with a certain adjective tonight. Yeah, the the energy wasn't there. It was clear. And, uh, you know, to be fair, I was really pissed off uh, when I was getting on, but, you know, Making 90, me 90 minutes the- 90 minutes is really dampered. I'm sorry I didn't go to you. We had some new folks. To- no, don't worry about it. Uh, you know, I, I'm actually – I have tomorrow off, so I'm totally fine. Um, you know, uh, I, I wanted to just uh, – and I'll keep it quick because we've been 
we've been on pretty long. But to uh, I heard Brett mention earlier, you know, not getting too high on the trade um, just yet. Like technically, we haven't won just yet. And to an extent, I would agree. But he had mentioned, you know, if, if Spencer wasn't shooting, you know, if he was shooting his career average or so on from three, then we, you know, would be in the plan. That very well could is right and could be right. But also, if we didn't make the trade, guess what? We'd be in the play-in because KP didn't play, and uh, we would have lost that Heat game and several other games, uh, Utah, Brooklyn, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I think the, the thing that I'm still happy about the trade uh, with the trade is we have another creator that can get to the rim. The three-point shooting is going to regress. The three-point shooting isn't going to consistently be there like it wasn't tonight. But getting to the rim is something he can do, and creating those shots is something he can do. Um, the other thing uh, I wanted to mention uh, besides the energy um, was, like, the we talk about basically we have a seven-man rotation going into the playoffs. I was so frustrated with the game. And then when I looked at it, this is, I'm talking about our seven man rotation minus Luca was four of 31. They shot just under 13% from three. I mean, we're really being nice. It was three of 30 until Maxi hit that garbage time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so. 10%. It was even worse. Like it, and you're just never like. I mean, unless your defense is absolutely ab- absurd and the other teams even worse, like you're just not going to win those games. Um, so I think that kind of eased my mind in the sense that it's like we just never like shooting like that. We just weren't going to win. Um, and you know I. We're we're two and three in the last five, but at the same time, there's, you know, we are on the back end of that tough road trip. The teams that we lost to this Timberwolves uh, team is a good team. The uh, Sixers are a good solid team. Like you know, there's there's two games um, that are at least understandable, and the Hornets on that uh, the end of the road trip, you know, was tough. Um, but I think, and, you know, I'll never, ever tell anyone how to be a fan. Uh, let's, you know, have everyone enjoy it and, you know, whoever, uh, you know, kind of celebrate or get frustrated as you like. That's what being a fan's about. That's uh, right, dude. But, you know, I'm happy uh, that we have the opportunity on Sunday to really feel good. Um, on the downside, we have an opportunity to feel really shitty. Uh, but look forward to it, and guess what? I'll be here back on Sunday, and look forward to talking with you all. You have you too, buddy. Thanks for joining. Okay, my uh, my colleague in Mavs Moneyball, Matt Phillips, has joined at late. So we'll just go a little. Uh, I'm, this is going to be super short. I just got a notification when Christian started talking that y'all were still talking. So uh, I was going to skip the green room, but I'm just going to say y'all are crazy for talking for 90 minutes of this game. Uh, and Dirk is a much better shooter than Cat, and that's really all I've got to say. I'm nothing. Oh, thank you. I needed that. No, we've had a nice time. We've we've had some laughs. We solved world hunger, also climate change. Uh, but we've yet to figure out the magic. 
uh, yeah, just hopefully they learn how to shoot. Um, Maxi made a three. Maxi is one for his last one on threes. He's a hundred percent. He's the greatest <laughs> shooter of all time. That we might have to write that. Maxi is shooting a hundred percent on his last one three point attempts. <laughs> I mean, that's it. We're gonna end with some letter. I have to go to I have to go to two children's sporting events tomorrow. So right. you know, I might I might find the time. All right, you be good, yeah, Matt. That, Thanks so much. Okay, weirdos, thanks for hanging out for 90 minutes. This is better than arguing with your spouse, being on social media. Well, I mean, you're probably on social media too, but this is less, this is better than arguing in the, in the mentions, in the group, group chats. Just have a good time. Okay. So Josh and I will be back after the game Sunday. We play no more late games until the second to the last game of the season. And by late games, I mean games that start after 7 p.m. This is fucking cool. Luby's time, folks. We're going to be doing these early and going to bed. Everybody be good. We'll talk soon. And uh, everyone have a good weekend.